Welcome back to the Bulls and the Bears Radio Hour, sponsored by Online Trading Academy. We're a little bit more than halfway through the show. We were talking about OPEC Plus cutting production mm-hmm. before we left, and I think that we need to focus on that just a little bit because that has that has kind of a long reach. Yeah. Well, and that'll affect... There's two things that you see for CPI. You have CPI, which is Consumer Price Index, which is kind of what everything is paid for. And then and core including, CPI. Yeah. And then yeah. core CPI is removing of like transportation costs, which is Transportation oil. and food. Yeah. Which have been the things that have gone up the fastest. Yeah. Eggs have doubled in price. Um, <laughs> and so your core CPI won't be as affected as your normal CPI will be affected by these oil prices changing so fast. Well, and more importantly than that, um, you know, we we can go ahead and talk about CPI and core CPI, but what hits your wallet is what really counts. Mm Mm-hmm. What hits the wallets of the of the average you know U.S. citizen is is really where it's at, and we've seen that it's been hitting the wallet and pretty hard lately because that's why we've seen that you know we've been tracking the inflation and with inflation comes credit card debt. Yeah, uh, the fact is is that most U.S. citizens you know have a certain standard of living and they don't want to back off of that. Yeah, and so in order to keep up their um, you know their standard of living on the same salary with higher inflation. They simply put it on a credit card. Yeah. And, you know, now eventually, eventually credit card limits are reached. Yeah. Eventually, now you have, you know, you've got the inflation hasn't gone down. You're still getting paid the same. The wages are same. Your lifestyle wants to be the same. But now you've run out of credit card room. And not only do you have to now pay for everything in cash instead of credit, but you've got to pay back the credit card too. Yeah. And so we've seen delinquency rates on that debt, like credit card debt going up um, quickly as well. I think, yeah. what what were you saying? It was like 9.7 among some Yeah, so from, from 18 to 29, the delin- delinquency rate of credit delinquencies mm-hmm. is uh, close to 10%. Right. That's okay. pretty high. So now comes the other part. Once the lifestyle starts to get affected because you, you, know, you, you don't have you know, debt that you can leverage anymore, right? The credit card limit has been reached and now you've got to pay that back. And nobody's Where, willing to give you a new one. Right. <laughs> Where does the money now come from? And it comes from lifestyle. And so upcoming in the next couple of months, what we're going to start seeing, because we've already seen credit card limits being reached, mm-hmm. right, is we're going to start seeing pullbacks in these retail uh, stores. Now, if, you were, if you've been following the show, this is something that we expected to happen a long time ago because we kind of thought that people would be a little bit more sane and not pull out the credit card. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> you know, they, they go ahead and sacrifice some of the lifestyle instead. But, but now that that's being reached, we're going to see this hit the uh, travel, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the travel type industry. Yep. We're going to see it. Um, and, and vacation homes are probably not going to have as many people going to them. So all, so we're going to see it in the stock prices of, uh, what VRBO yep. and Airbnb, Airbnb and, and places like that. Um, we're going to see it hit clothing stores because people don't buy, they, they start wearing clothes, clothes for longer. Mm-hmm. Right. Including underwear for guys. Yeah. Man. Not, not for girls, but for guys. Yeah. <laughs> they, they just go with the holy underwear for a little while. Um, and we're, we're going to start seeing it there in the entertainment areas and, and things like that first. Uh, the necessities, don't see that kind of hit. Mm-hmm. Um, they're more or less immune because, hey, what do you do without food? Yeah. 
Well, you, you have to keep going food. to the grocery store. <laughs> you may not go to Whole Foods. You might go to Food City, but you know, <laughs> right, right, right. All, yeah. yeah, and 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 all of a sudden, it's you know, it, it, you're not dining out. You're you're getting something that you can cook. And I think we've lost a lot of skills in the kitchen. So what is that, ramen? Yeah. Well, I mean, ramen, I, and I, I think that you will see good. a lot of the the fast food esque eating out be the first thing that gets cut because that's where most people spend. A ridiculous amount of money. And I'm going to include myself in that, by the yeah. way. I eat a lot of fast food. <laughs> well, and this is why we're seeing layoffs at, at places like McDonald's already. Yeah. Right? At any rate, um, this is going to have a trickle-down effect, and it's going to hit a lot of places. The places I expect to be immune from that are going to be uh, the health industry, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because when you're sick, you simply get fixed. Yeah. You don't have a lot of choice with that, um, you know, uh, money or, or death. Yeah, <laughs> type style, um, and the same thing with the food industry, uh, as in the staples. Yeah, right. So grocery stores, um, and so the super WalMarts are probably going to continue to do to outperform others, and places that are a little bit more high priced than that are going to suffer a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can expect uh, people to start running to where they at least perceive to have savings. Yeah, um, and that's what we've expected for a long time, but. Because of the credit cards, yeah, we just we didn't see it for a little while. Now we're starting to see it, and for the upcoming, um, for the upcoming, um, you know, profit announcements, the quarterlies, yeah, I expect to see it a little bit more dramatically, and that's going to probably hurt the markets overall. Well, and the the what is the forward looking thing? What is, there's a word, there's a term I'm looking for forbearance uh, yeah. or whatever they call it no 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 they they simply give forward-looking guidance forward guidance that's what i yeah. was looking for uh the guidance that they give in the forward-looking that's where you're going to see i think a lot of the expectations that they're going to try and set over the next couple of months right now this is talking about the economy and typically i would say that it would hurt the stock market but here's the truth you know uh, one of our instructors, um, Kelly, mm-hmm. is fast to say the economy is not the stock market, and what he's saying is is that is that um, is that what what hits the you know what hits a a particular um, industry or what hits a particular uh, retailer company whatever doesn't necessarily reflect in the stock price right away. Mm-hmm. In fact, if it did, then there is no way that GameStop would be anywhere close to what it is right now. Yeah. I think it's trading at $27. Yeah, it should be in Last pennies. time I looked. Yeah. The thing, that, that place has not made a profit. It's been going slowly bankrupt since 2015. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't changed. It doesn't have a plan for the future as to how it's going to be profitable. It announced once that it was going to start doing NFTs. And now NFTs are a joke. Yeah, they're right. they're all plummeting in price. Right, everybody's laughing at them. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so that's obviously not a salvation. What is GameStop going to do? Nobody knows. But because people don't understand how to look at a stock, right? Mm-hmm. They're just going to buy it based on well, I, you know, I hear a lot about GameStop, so maybe it's something that we should get into or something like that. Yeah. Or somebody famous that doesn't know how to you know trade says something stupid like GameStop, and everybody goes and buys it. Yeah. And I still, that just blows my mind. Well, but that's, you know? that's the society we live in now is that people want the easy answer. And I get asked this question all the time. Oh, yeah. Hey, what can I buy? And I'm like, no, no, no. It's not about just buying one thing and holding on to it forever. That's not how the market works. Yes. If whatever you buy stops making you money, get out and put it somewhere else. Don't get attached to a company's name. Get attached to the profit in which you can make from something. 
Yes. It has nothing to do with the company anymore. That's exactly right. Yeah. And, and so, you know, we have to look at things a little bit differently. Now, it used to be when I was when I was much younger, because everybody that was trading understood how to look at companies the and they fundamentals. understood the fundamentals yeah. of it and they were trading from the fundamentals, there was a general agreement as to where the stock price would be. And this is kind of like having, I don't know, like a Kelly Blue Book. <laughs> You've ever bought a used car, right? Yeah. You go to the Kelly Blue Book. Hey, what's this thing worth? And and so the the bid price or what what I'm willing to buy it for and what you're willing to sell it for is relatively close. And we Has don't, to be within this range. Yeah, and we don't do a whole bunch of dickering on mm-hmm. that. You know, I mean, there there's probably a little bit of movement here and there based on, all right, well, yes, the Kelly Blue Book says this, but I see a ding here and a ding there or something like mm-hmm. that. And that drives the price down or it's in mint condition and I've got three offers that drives the price up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but in the stock market, there is no Kelly blue book anymore, Yeah, except that there is for, for those that know what's going on. Right. Uh, so for you, because you have been trained into how to look at the markets and you see where the trend is and you see what, uh, the, the market makers are doing, you can more or less say, all right, this is where I buy and I'm not willing to buy at anything higher than this. Mm-hmm. And here's where I'm selling. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm going to hold on to it until it hits that point. Yeah. Um, and you more or less have that Kelly blue book where most people just have no clue Yeah. because they haven't been trained. Um, really we lost our Kelly blue book for the fundamentals in 1996 when the internet came about mm-hmm. and, and it's just a gone. Bunch of amateurs in the crowd that just buy anything. That oh yeah. Looks it, it became all of a sudden everything became emotion. Yeah, And it, you know what? It took me until 2005 before I realized what was going on. And if you really come in, I can still go through the fundamentals with you. And you know what? When, I, when we get back into our last segment, I'm going to talk about how important the fundamentals are, but only in certain circumstances. Mm-hmm. Okay, right now we've got to take a break. So while we, we break, you know, again, uh, please join us in one of our free three-hour classes uh, it's free to you, and it's great information for those that that know that they need to start doing better in their trading, or and and especially in their wealth collection, as in their their investing. All right, this is a great class for it. We go over we go over a lot of of really good information um, for anybody that wants to get started. The number is eighty four forty eight trader. That's eight four four eight eight seven twenty three thirty seven. Or text the word WEALTH to 25029. Again, that's WEALTH to 25029. And if you heard the last segment, yes, Nigel and I will be teaching a special three-day course, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. for three days this coming week. If you're interested, just give us a call and tell us you want that, and we'll see you after the break. 